What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Next Up podcast, the best one on the interwebs, along with the one, the only, Jonathan Pearson. Thank you, Jesus. There's only one of me. And today we're talking about a, uh, I think, a pretty good topic. You know, we we kind of just come up with these ideas of of really just talking on the phone with each other. What are we struggling through? Um, what are we learning as leaders? And so uh, today we're talking about leading with a better perspective. Now, I wanted to say leading with better people, but um, but uh, we did, we decided that was a good topic. So leading with a better perspective. So Jonathan, can you uh, fill us in on what we were thinking about this? Well. Uh, first off, Dustin, as a leader, our job is to make the people better. Uh, so I feel like that, that was a very perspe- that's not my perspective. That was a very selfish not- comment. Um, <laughs> so there's my perspective already. Point one: <laughs> Who are you um, looking? At? Anyway, so so here, here's where this, in all honesty, here's where this this thought uh, came to mind. And maybe one day we should do something on like capturing ideas and stuff. And because because I feel like I have a pretty good system for that. Not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. I was about to say what not to do, but okay. And, uh, <laughs> and so anyway, so this is where this thought came from is one day I was getting in um, my truck and I saw as I, as I got really close to it, I saw like this huge chunk. And I think I may have mentioned this on this podcast before, but I saw this huge chunk out of my bumper on the front. Um, and so I got in my truck, drove to the next place, got out. And as I walked away, like 10 feet from it, I couldn't see it anymore. And so I had this thought where the closer we are to something, the more detail we see it in. And that the only way that we can fix things sometimes is by getting really close to them. And so when I went to the auto parts store and I bought touch-up paint, I had to really get really, really close to that scratch on my truck in order to do something about it. And so, Dustin, here's kind of the – Here's kind of the jumping off point for our podcast today is leading often isn't about the condition of the organization or the condition of the people or condition of the problem, but about the perspective of the leader. In other words, sometimes things are worse than you think they are because of your perspective as a leader. Sometimes things are better than you think they are because of your perspective as a leader. Oftentimes, Mm -hmm. as as leaders, we have this idea that we're flying at 30,000 feet all the time. Um, the problem with that is is that we never get down into the nitty-gritty enough to ever notice any problems. And ultimately what we do is we lose touch with the people that we're leading because we're not in their business or, or having a relationship with them at all, and we lose touch with the health of the organization. So a lot of times it's not necessarily about the good or the bad, but it's about our perspective. Yeah, I agree. I think I think what, uh, what I, I think is powerful about this concept is um, – and I'm going to – do a do a dad moment here and pull out just talking about my kids but you know i've noticed that we recently took a big uh, family vacation with with our in-laws and and big family and you know when you're living in your own house and you're in your own kind of microcosm of a family you know you're thinking man my kid never listens you know i, I made that thing i mean i feel like my kid never listens my, my oldest is you know strong-willed and hard-headed and and all that, or, or maybe I should say, uh, he takes he's after his driven. mother. He takes after his mother. He's not my, he's not my child. But, um, but then when we go on this vacation and we're around all these other kids from all sorts over the world, we went to Disney world. And so, you know, we're just inundated with kids all over. And, and then I leave thinking, wow, my kid's pretty stinking good. <laughs> you know, like I hate some, I feel bad for some of these people that have to go home with these young and I mean, man, I'm so glad that, that my kid's my kid. And I think, you know, I mean, that's a silly example, but I do think sometimes that with this idea of perspective that as leaders, 
Uh, it is pretty easy to think that our problems are only our problems or we're the only ones experiencing them or, uh, you know, we're the only one with a, with, with a bad team or only one, uh, understaffed or the, you know, all, all of this kind of stuff. Sure. And of course, a lot of that's negative, um, negative perspective. You know, obviously some of the greatest leaders learn how to balance negative and positive because if you're just too positive all the time, you're thinking everything's great. And that may not be the case either at all, but I do think that's a powerful concept of, uh, you know, recognizing even our own bubble culturally, leadership wise, personality wise, team wise, whatever that, whatever it may look like. Yeah. I mean, I really, uh, one of the things that like, uh, you know, as, as a communicator, sometimes we go through these, I guess, these seasons where like maybe God's teaching us something. And so we communicate it a lot. But one of the things that I've been telling people a lot, whether it be like, you know, just like in a one-on-one counseling kind of thing or like a sermon or whatever, is that so much of life is about perspective. And like, it's like, it's like you're talking about, like, if we, look at our perspective from only what or if we look at our problems and our life from only what we can see and fail to realize the bigger perspective and the grander scheme of things and the timeline of the world even the timeline of eternity if we fail to get that eternal perspective then yes our problems look huge and so you know oftentimes as leaders we lose perspective because we're caught in the moment. We're caught in what's going on in our organization right now. And sometimes as a leader, we have to be the visioneer. In other words, we have to get a higher perspective and we have to fly really, really high. Um, and ultimately, I think that's oftentimes kind of the sexy part of leadership is that visioneering part, mm-hmm. a seeing um, the 30,000 foot view, seeing where we're going, seeing the past, but also seeing the potential of the future. And so we're flying high, we're casting vision, we're telling people what's going to happen in the future. We're trying to um, we're trying to make preparations financially for what's going to happen in the future. And so we're flying at this 30,000 foot view. And as a leader, I think, I think we have to, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes we have to land and be the practitioner too. We have to be willing to get close to the truck, so to speak, see the scratch, get down with the people, see how they're feeling, see the little issues that are popping up. Um, and, and kind of get a different perspective on things than we can get in a 30,000 foot you sitting in an office just dreaming about the future i think that's the sexy part of leadership but that's not going to be the final place that we can stay if we're going to lead effectively yeah and i think what i what i'm learning as a leader myself is that you can't you can't stay in one perspective long and so i think as you're talking about you know visioneering even versus being a, a practitioner type leader um you know, watching others or even in my own experience, we may float to one side or the other based off of personality or leadership style or even specific job calling. You know, if you're lower on the totem pole, you know, even if you're the greatest visioneer that the organization has, well, to be honest, that's not your job and you haven't earned that right or or you don't have the authority or whatever it may be, even if you feel that you have the talent or capacity, it's just not where you are. So you are learning to be a practitioner. But in reality, it's, I think it's wise Again, like whether it's family, whether it's leadership, whether it's, you know, personal, uh, whatever, of not allowing yourself to stay in one perspective long because that's when you begin to form false perspectives because you're not really getting a, a good understanding. So if it is, you know, visioning for 30,000 feet, I mean, I think it's easy to assume that things are possibly much better than they are or maybe they're much worse than they are, you know, because you're looking at this whole and you're not in the mix with the people who are often doing the work or who are often getting their hands dirty or hearing what they have to say or what they're thinking about. But at the same time, even able to communicate to them though of correct thinking on their behalf, because if they've been the practitioner and down in the mud for too long, they can't see what you see. 
Yeah. You know, so I think it's, it goes a two way street. Don't, so you can't keep in the same perspective. Wouldn't you think, Dustin, that most of the time, if we have that like 30,000 foot view, that a lot of times we're going to be naive to the positive side as leaders? Yeah, I think so. Because I feel like it's easy to either feel a overwhelmed or, or maybe critical and, and critical can come in multiple components, whether that's critical to yourself or critical to your organization or critical to, um, you know, the team that you have, or maybe even the leaders you, you know, you've surrounded yourself with. So I think it's easy, um, when you're up that high in a way, you're not getting to see some of the small wins yeah. Because you're only searching for the big wins. Yeah, but the reality is, though, you know, this might be a bad analogy, but, you know, you might only have four big wins a year, you know, for whatever your business is. You may only have, you know, one big win a year. Maybe that's the end of the year budget. Maybe that's your Christmas Eve service or maybe that's, you know, this thing or this family vacation or whatever it is. But uh, if you stay too high, you don't get to see sometimes the, the daily or the weekly little wins that actually are really making your organization plug along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I wrote down about this, Dustin, is, is leaders who lose touch with reality, because I think that's what we do at the 30,000 foot sometimes. And like you're talking about, we don't see the wins or the losses. Um, yeah, that's the point of that. Yeah. Often fall prey to the problems they've always ignored. And so in other mm-hmm. words, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, the crap rises to the top. Um, and so the leaders who lose touch with the reality of what's going on in the organization eventually get hit by that. But it, by that point, it's so much bigger. And of course, I mean, obviously, one of the answers to that is you have to hire great people. You have to, you know, you lead from the top down. You, you know, you lead people well. But the truth is, is at the end of the day that wherever you are in the, in the leadership org chart, you're there for a reason. And if you mm-hmm. ignore those problems and lose touch with reality, eventually they're going to they're going to they're going to get to you and they're going to, they're going to blow you up. Yeah. Cause I think the the other side of this, you know, a lot, of, a lot of leaders and, you know, I felt this pressure too, where you actually want a visioneer, but you tend to have to stay in the practitioner role. And I think again, you know, so there's always positive negatives and it's good again to try to switch perspectives when you can. But if you stay in that lower, lower site level practitioner view, maybe at that, you know, uh, 15,000, 10,000 foot area where maybe you're still trying to sort of lead, but you're not giving yourself the space to lead uh, proactively. Yeah. And I feel like if you're a practitioner, you tend to lead reactionally because you can't really see what's in front of you. And I think that that exactly comes back to perspective. You know, a, a reactionary leader is going to be one that's up close. They can't see past anything, you know, almost like in a football game. You know, I, I was a, I was a lineman because I'm uh, thicker and not very fast and don't have good hands to catch football. So that's obviously molasses. where they put me. That's right. Molasses was my nickname growing up. And so, um, I'm not saying that there's Kids therapy needed so for that. Um, no, that was, a, that, that was, was her mother. That, oh. no, that was an adult. Okay. <laughs> that, that was a coach. <laughs> not to saying that has affected me in the years since. So that was an adult anyway, but that, um, you know, I, I couldn't see what was going on. Often, oftentimes when you're in that kind of position, you, uh, you're only reacting to what's right in front of you and you can't tell what's going on. I mean, it's, it's the quarterback's job or, you know, you know, or, or even at that point, maybe even the coach's job to, to think proactively, to be, you know, the kind of leader that I'm trying to think two or three plays ahead. And uh, it's hard to do that when you're being a practitioner. And obviously depending on where you are in the organization, um, how many people you have working under you, obviously more people you can delegate to that gives you the freedom to visioneer. But I, but I do just know that, um, 
being stuck in either one, I think for too long can be dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think does, I think it's important to point out, especially, um, you know, we have, we have different leaders and different chairs listening to this podcast. I think it's important to point out that like this can happen at any level. And so, you know, at any level in the organization, you have certain responsibilities, but you also have certain abilities to dream whether it's just mm-hmm. your department or whether it be the entire organization. And I think um, this perspective thing, whether it being too high or too low and knowing when to land um, and knowing mm-hmm. when to fly high, I think that happens at, um, at every level. Um, I, I wrote down just a couple of, um, just a couple of ideas, Dustin, as we kind of, as we kind of wrap up how we can kind of um, have some checks and balances and how we can check ourselves when it comes to this. And, and, and I think even Dustin, even leading a family, I think some of this comes into play when you talk mm-hmm. about leading your, leading your finances, right. when leading your spiritual family, um, you know, that sort of thing. And so I wrote, um, just a, a, a couple of, a couple of ideas down, um, just three different directions to look to, to gain a better perspective as a leader. Number one is to look up, um, you know, as, as believers, I think we have to hear God. Like whether we're mm-hmm. whether we're the top visionary, where we're whether we're down in the weeds somewhere, we have to look up and we have to listen to God. We have to know where He's where He's directing us, and we have to also um, be in touch. Dustin, one of the things you were saying before this podcast came on is, what did you call leading with calculated gut? Was that what, what was it, what did you say earlier? I, yeah, I think so. You know, basically that uh, if you, you can't you can't lead by calculation alone, obviously, <clears throat> because um, you know the world moves too fast and and. There is no set formula really anymore. You I mean, always, I can't, can't always call a timeout. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, and I, so I think, I think some of the best leaders definitely have this ability to sit in the tension of um, I, I'm going to be calculated when I can, but I'm also not going to be thrown off the rails when my calculations don't come to fruition because I'm also learning or I have learned to trust my gut as well. You yeah. know, because often you, you see the two different extremes. You know, either you're super calculating and you have to have all your, you know, T's crossed and your I's dotted, or you're completely by the seat of your pants and you're just hoping that your magical power is to get lucky and or, or, or you just have the extraordinary amount of favor. Well, that's just not how life works. I mean, it is, it's both, actually. And it's yeah. being planned when you can and being flexible when you have to be and learning yeah. to exist within that. And I ask you that because, you know, when you talk about looking up and you talk about hearing God, I think uh, as believers it's really important for us to lean into God because that's uh, – because we call it our gut, but oftentimes it's the Holy Spirit being in touch mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with what the Spirit's doing. Um, we have to be able to look up. We have to be able to get in touch with the Holy Spirit. When is he calling us to, to, to get down in the weeds and to fix things hands-on? And when is he calling us to dream? I mean, you know, when, when are those seasons of – of looking at the future and saying, this is what could be, this is what might be, and this is what God is pushing us to. So number one, look up. Number two, look around. I think, Dustin, this perspective thing, knowing when to land and when to fly, um, Mm. it's important to have good people around you. And so, like, who have you put around you that you can trust, whether it's in the organization or whether it's just people uh, in your life that you can trust and they can say, hey, something's not right here. You need to land on this. Um, you know, once again, even yeah, if it's your family, no. even if it's your family, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your husband who can say, Hey, look, we need to, we need to pay some attention to this. We need to land this thing a little bit yeah. and you need to quit flying so high. Yeah. I think in the Christian world, I mean, that, that's just that idea of, that we try to get people to understand of community. It's having, yeah, having the right people around you. You're right. That, that maybe personally can, can call you on the carpet at times or even just encourage you. Cause again, I think it's not saying that you're doing something wrong. I think it's just encourage you to keep going. I mean, cause again, that's just part of perspective and having somebody that says, that says, no, listen, I know you see this, but I see this a completely different way. I see all this good, or I see this as, you know, it's just because we're in the grind sometimes, and often when we're in the grind of it, it's hard to to see. Yeah. 
Um, and so look up, look around, and then um, look down. Dustin, I think the most important thing that we can do, and I know it's cliche, I know you know, our podcast certainly isn't the first to say it. It's probably like the one millionth, trillionth podcast. It's the only one that matters. But one of the best ways is to serve others. Um, and so, you know, don't be afraid to, to look down, to to kneel and to, to serve the to serve the people people around you. I think, um, you know, it's kind of like the CEO who's willing to go work. You know, it's kind of like the, the, the show Undercover Boss. You know, when the CEO is willing mm-hmm. – when the CEO is willing to go and mop the floors for a little while, is willing to serve the people that they lead and willing to serve the people around them. It it does something for um, for your perspective, and it helps you mm. it helps you remember um, why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. Yeah, no, that's good, and I think um, I think you know even though even though hopefully we haven't just bounced around on this, I do think this is a this is a pretty powerful idea. Um, that I think hopefully, hopefully as our listeners and even us as leaders can, can take and go, go forward. Because if I had to say a last closing thought here, as I'm just contemplating this in my head is, um, this is an intentional thing. I think that's, that's part of the problem. Uh, your, you will have a perspective whether you intend to or not. And so great leaders, great fathers, great husbands, great wives, mothers, spouses, sons, daughters, whatever, um, they're great because they're intentional. And so I think one of the things that I'm definitely learning, cause you said something about even like as a family, you know, to pull it from there, that's not all about leadership. Sometimes the greatest a gift of leadership that you've been given is your own family. It might not be all the people you work with or whatever. It, it's your own family of, um, you know, making sure that I'm not, you know, just waiting for the future that I'm yeah. living both in the now, but at the same time, I'm also not letting the now, overtake my view of the future otherwise you know you're not I, leading you're you're just yeah yeah you're just, you're just reacting I'm just, i want to i want to plan and make sure that we have great plans but at the same time i want to make sure that i'm able and have the capacity and be intentional enough to stop and enjoy the small moments because even though it sounds so cliche it just happens so fast yeah um already and so but that's what it takes. It takes being intentional. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we go, since it is since it is Father's Day um, in June, pretty soon, um, Dustin, did you hear the joke about the paper? I did not. Never mind. It's terrible. Uh, what about the one about the whiteboard? Insert insert drum machine sound right there. That's what that's for. What about the one about the whiteboard? I have it, not heard that one either. It's remarkable. And on that note, everyone, have a happy June. We will see you next month. Dustin, thank you so much. Please, please tune in. Please don't let those jokes run you away. Thank you so much, folks. Bye, y'all.